right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Fearcast. This is the podcast dedicated to OCD and anxiety and anxiety spectrum disorders and getting your life back. I'm your host, Kevin Foss. I'm a licensed therapist specializing in OCD and anxiety disorders. And uh, thank you all so much for joining me for this, um, for yet again, this, this other episode. Uh, this other, like there's two there's a lot more. Um, it's, it's odd. I was talking to someone earlier this week, and they said, "How are you already on this many episodes? Didn't like? Did you just skip like fifty just to just to trick us to think that you've you've done more?" <laughs> Sometimes it's surprising. I've done this many, and I realized I've done these for the past five years, five five and a half years. So. It, it, it's bonkers that this keeps happening, that this keeps that I keep recording. But what I appreciate more and the reason I keep doing this is I keep getting questions from you, the listeners. It's the whole, only thing that keeps this thing running. And I will keep, continue to do it until um, until I stop getting questions. So uh, thank you all so much for uh, letting me be a part of your recovery process and sending your questions in and listening. It's It's been fantastic. Um, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've got some uh, I've, I've got some fun things I'm going to try to do. Uh, an interview coming up in, in, in a couple of weeks, which should be uh, really interesting. So um, uh, maybe even two. So it's it should be exciting uh, stuff. Um, uh, this uh, this weekend, this weekend. By the time that y'all are listening to this, the IOCDF, the International OCD Foundation, um, I, I presentation proposals should be in. Uh, I think mine are are officially in because I I can't not do something. Or I can't. I, I I don't like deadlines, so I do it well in advance because I I don't do anything in a. I don't like crunch time. Um, Apparently, I can't even make that sentence right. So anyways, point is, that's the anxiety that is going on with a lot of uh, OCD therapists right now. So uh, if you have a OCD therapist who, um, if you have one, uh, just reach out and say, how how you doing, buddy? Are you doing okay? You stressed? You worried? I mean, it's a lot of work. You're putting stuff... You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Um, and give them that false reassurance. They're probably not going to make it. Uh, their brain will explode, leak out their ears, and it's going to be very weird, especially by the time the conference hits. Um, and this year, by the way, this year, if you're going to make it, um, it's going to be in Florida. It's going to be in Florida in in the middle of summer. So again, it's going to be super hot and super weird, but we're going to be uh, hunkered down inside of a hopefully air-conditioned um, uh, hotel somewhere or conference space. I don't know what it is. Either way, should be fun. I've sent mine in. Uh, hopefully they get accepted. And uh, if you are going, I if I am going, I'll see you there. But um, got that out of the way. Next project, put taxes together. Next project, I don't know, write a book or something like that. Either way, we've got things going on. Um, so today's question uh, is an audio question. So it comes from William. So this, I'll, I'll play this question in a moment. Um, and then just talk about it briefly. I think this is probably going to be a relatively short episode, but um, uh, but it, it, I think this is a really important question that William asked. So uh, why don't we just jump right into it? So here's the question from William. Hi, I'm meaning to, uh, to send this in for some time. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, I would love to hear your thoughts around um i guess my situation i'm i'm 47 years old and have lived with ocd 
for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, my earliest memories of being, I don't know, six, seven years old were, were, were around, uh, you know, the manifestations of what I've realized now is OCD. Uh, the one thing that has always helped is um, CBT. That's, that's definitely helped. And at times medication. Um, but, but hearing that I had OCD and, you know, finding out I had OCD, uh, even though that was a huge relief because I was able to, um, to, you know, to cat categorically say, well, not categorically, but in order for me to be able to say it's OCD, it's not the fear of whatever it might be. It's a huge help, but of course, what happens is every time, you know, every couple of every couple of months or every 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 year, you know, I get at least one big hit of OCD where I will think something that is unpleasant. It's usually reoccurring, an old familiar theme, and depending on how it makes me feel, I either go into a hole and stay there, or I come back out again. One of the things that reoccurs the most is I find myself kind of just thinking about the world and thinking about how amazing, yet at the same time, how crazy it is that the whole thing just works and it is there and it happens and it's the world is suspended in space. And wow, that's a crazy thing, right? Sometimes that makes me feel really humble and small and I love that. And other times it makes me feel really, really scared. And uh, I first had this sort of feeling and this, this, this thought and then the feeling in my, in my early teens and it really shook me. It really upset me and it got its claws in me and um, I, I became quite unwell with it. Um, I, I, I understood what it was, uh, but, you know, and uh, I now know that, it's, that it is OCD. So basically my question is, how do I deal with knowing that I can live a life with OCD and, I've, and I'm living a fantastic life, an absolutely fantastic life. I love my life. It just amazes me that when a thought comes into my head accompanied with a feeling, and it's usually a feeling of total dread, utter dread, almost like someone's just pulled the plug out of me and everything I once felt has now been replaced with utter dread. That's kind of hard to keep to keep plugging away at, you know? And does that mean that I've now got, I need to go back into therapy or do I just need to get my bag of tools out and just just know that this is going to feel awful for a period of time, but just, just crack on through? Uh, might, might be worth saying that, you know, so I'm 47, I've lived with this OCD thing for, you know, for as long as I can remember. I'm also ADHD and I've just finished listening to your uh, neurodiver, neuro, <laughs> you know the one. Uh, you had a doctor come in and talk to you about OCD therapy with uh, people of the uh, neurodiverse community. That's just blown my mind. I, I, I really enjoy listening to that. Would be really, really keen to know whether or not you can make something of this. Anyway, take care. Thank you for everything you do. Okay, so, um, so 
A, a fun bit about this is that I got to have a, a, a kind of a back and forth on Instagram. Uh, I should say that he uh, uh, sent this over via Instagram, uh, and we got to have a, a chance to chat a little bit. First, the um, the the podcast episode that he's talking about with the um, uh, neurodivergence uh, and neurodiversity populations in OCD was with uh, Dr. Jeremy Schumann. I forget the um, the exact episode number. I've, I know I've referenced it a couple of times on the show, but if you just search. Um, Jeremy Schumann, neurodiversity or neurodivergent and fearcast. I'm sure it'll pop up for anybody uh, interested. And yes, that was a that was a great episode. It was a wonderful uh, conversation I had with him. And oh, talking about it brings up my my. Uh, brings up a bunch of weird feels that I had about doing it because I realized that I I didn't wrap my head around what that what he was talking about until like a couple of days after then it clicked and anyways I make uh, I make a big deal about it in the intro to that anyways why am I telling you this I don't know C- confession compulsion or something to that effect either way I have the feels too so let's talk about William's question so he actually also got to send me uh, a, just a little bit of context so I'll, I'll add this little bit of context to kind of when that fear uh, 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 popped up he says um, uh, he says one evening while in a car with a bunch of friends um, we, we sat watching an awesome sunset having been surfing. He says maybe we were 17 years old or something. Um, and he says, one of the group says, isn't it amazing that as we watch the sun disappear below the horizon, the sun is breaking through in another country. So he says, instead of feeling, uh, instead of feeling all warm and fuzzy, I kind of feel uncomfortable. He says, this started a chain of thoughts based around, quote, who could be scared by such a normal incident or innocent thing? What, uh, which illnesses, which illness must I be suffering from? He says, I convinced myself that I was going mad and it became uh, impossible to think of anything else. I researched mental illness and found, um, I found that suicide was a risk factor. And then I became terrified that this was my destiny, the polar opposite of my beliefs and values. And then he said, then he said uh, since then I've worked through POCD, SOOCD and sensory motor. He's as I think OCD. Anyhow, um, so he added that little bit of context, and it's I I, I think that's um, it, it it's interesting to know the, the the context of it, and I'm willing to bet there are a lot of folks out there who have had a similar sort of experience where a thought shows up and it shows up innocuously or shows up innocently, as he said, uh, and but for some reason it just grabs you it hits you in this very weird way and it's off-putting and as you said it can make one feel mad make one feel like they are going crazy and it can lead all sorts of rabbit holes that uh that that one just jumps down and and there you are back at the cycle so it sounds like if we're going to boil this question down to a, a single idea, with all the things that were, were going on in that, it's how do I deal with the fact that I can both have a life, have a, a great life with OCD, um, and know that sometimes an obsessive thought is going to pop in and is going to kind of throw things back into, back into turmoil. He then he also asks, you know, should I should I go into therapy or should I just kind of keep living life and or, or you know use the tools or, or use my tools and as he says crack on, which I gotta say, I love that phrase crack on. I think it should be used more. But um, do that or go back into therapy when this arises. And I think this this question comes up a, a lot for folks. It's like, all right, I've gone through treatment, I've done all, I've done all the things, but you know, or let's say even before that, 
I have OCD. Is this my life? Is my life just going to be constantly in therapy or constantly going in and out of therapy? Now, for some, that can feel overwhelming. It can feel depressing. It can feel limiting or feeling like you're in this box or constantly tethered to something. Um, but, I, but I'll say this. For everybody's journey in this is going to be different. I also, so everything's going to be different. And it's, it's a lot of it is going to be about knowing yourself and knowing what your patterns are and knowing what's going to work for you. So, Before going on, it's really important, and I need everyone who's listening to this, who has lived experience with OCD, to hear this, because William says it, and it's true. He says he can have a great life and have OCD. This is something that feels, for many people, um, mutually exclusive, that they can't exist at the same time, that either they have a great life and a fantastic life with relationships and opportunities and jobs, etc., and success, or they have OCD and their life is screwed and doomed. It is not the case. You can have both. You can have OCD and have a fantastic life. I know plenty of people who have OCD and are having a fantastic life. And I also know plenty of people who don't have OCD and are struggling. I've often said everybody gets something. It's a physical health thing. It's a mental health thing. Or, they, or the lucky ones of us get both. We all get a thing. And we can, we can work with it. And, you know, some your results may vary, but... A lot of recovery is going to be about the mindset that you have as you move through it and the determination that you have to fight in your corner and to be your best advocate and to grab onto hope, grab onto hope, hope that it could be better, hope that things could be different. If we resign ourselves to life sucks and it never, it's never going to get better, why try? Why do anything? We give up. It'd be super easy to give up. But instead, grab on to just the, the possibility that maybe it could be better. And if it could be better, would you, would you try? Would it be worth it? It might be worth it. So I, I just want to emphasize that, that William talks about, that it's, it, it's, he's having a great life. And then sometimes OCD pops up. Okay, so to William's question, this is going to happen in the trajectory of someone's recovery. Things are going to go pretty tough. You're going to go through treatment and oftentimes things are going to get better or you'll just kind of go through these cycles in life where things will be better and things will be worse. Now, I'll say this. That's kind of the trajectory of life for everybody. 
it sucks and then it's better and then it gets really bad and then it kind of gets good again and then it gets really good and then it kind of gets sucky again and then there's like this stretch of like neutral just humdrum nonsense and then it kind of wavers a little bit and then sucks again and then it gets good again and that's kind of the cycle of things and if we anticipate the cycle of life it doesn't feel as if the bottom drops out and everything is worthless or the or that uh, you know somehow things have taken a turn and the universe is out to get you or that uh, it we're all just going to fail or that you are particularly going to fail it's that th- sometimes things work and sometimes things don't and i know that's hard for some people to hear especially when they're in the middle of the crap and i'm telling you i've been in that place too we're in that space it feels like it's never going to end, or it feels like it's, it's just bad forever. And there's a lot that sucks, but <clears throat> there's a lot that's going to be different and change. So what I encourage people to do is when things are good, remind future self that things will get good again, and that while it's hard right now, that will and can change. So, um, again, going back to the idea of these patterns. So, William, to your question. So, you said, all right, when, so you already know your cycles. You know that sometimes things are going to come in and things are going to pass, right? I love that idea. You know, you kind of talked about this, like, this, like, giant existential question. And I think it's, it's, inter- it's interesting, and keep that in your back pocket, that sometimes you get that big existential awareness, and you go, oh, how beautiful is this? And sometimes you get that existential question, you go, how terrifying is this? And it's, you know, it'll kind of flip-flop. But, but you, you already know. Sometimes these thoughts come and sometimes your anxiety responds to it, whether you asked for it or not, or whether it's warranted or not. And that's kind of the, the pattern and the symptom and the sign of an anxiety disorder, right? When anxiety is presenting way too much at something that doesn't require anxiety, it is operating out of order. It's out of order. It is a disorder, right? So when that happens, it sounds like, William, you're treating it as not a surprise anymore. You're like, oh yeah, it's this thing. Now, it's easier said than done, certainly. But William, I think that you already, you already kind of answered your own question. It's that when this comes up, you have a lot of tools, you have a lot of experience, you have a lot of knowledge. So break out those tools. I think there's a, there's, there's a process that you can kind of go down and everyone's going to be different. But I think that we start at the least intrusive and the least, um, uh, I don't know, least complicating thing to your life, right? What's the easiest thing to do? Well, the easiest thing to do might be for you to go back and use the tools that have historically worked for you, right? And if those work, fantastic, great. Then you will have saved yourself a bunch of time and money of having to go through therapy again, right? But you try those tools, and that might be breaking out all your scripts you've written about, you know, uh, being lost in an existential, you know, nightmare, um, you know, never feeling grounded in your body or brain for the rest of your life, right? Maybe it's those scripts. You're going to go back and you're going to watch, um, you know, wildly existential movies. You're going to watch, you know, what dreams may come, or you're going to watch um, I, I, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, or you know, something something like that. 
Um, so you're going to watch those things. And then if those, if you're, if those still show up, well, you you know, in the midst of that, you're still going to practice acceptance, right? You know what you're about. Oh, you can say, I know what this is brain. I know what this is body. It's my anxiety. It's cropping up again. Well, I know that it's going to pass. You said sometimes you go into a hole or sometimes, you know, you kind of, uh, you, 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 or that eventually, you know, if you do crawl into that hole, you eventually come out. And that's exactly right. You will eventually come out when you let yourself come out of it, right? When you let go of continuing to dig down into it, we eventually find our way out of it. That's the same sort of thing for, for, for other folks out there. So, William, you already know. You can remind yourself, I'm going to come out of this. All right, I'm going through this period of time. It's going to suck, and I'm going to come out of it. We all in, 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 implicitly do this when we get a cold, right? We get a cold, we go, this sucks, and I'm going to get better. That's what we usually always do, right? So, we eventually will come out of it, so we're going to say, all right, I can manage through this. But you go through those various things, right? You practice your acceptance, you practice mindfulness skills, you let that feeling stay in your body, you continue, you can, and you continue cracking on in life, right? You continue being involved with work and relationships and, and school and, um, you know, volunteer things that you tend to do or whatever it is that you're doing. You keep on with life, even though sometimes it's going to not feel as fulfilling or as enjoyable or as wonderful um, or as engaging or meaningful, whatever, it, it, but it's going to feel different. And that's okay because remember, you're in a spike and that spike will pass and you'll get back to a version of you, probably, right? So we ride through it and we keep on with life. Now, when do you go back to therapy? We go back to therapy when things feel unmanageable, when the, you've tried the things that tend to work for you and it feels like it's in the anxiety as though it's having a greater impact on your life. It is impacting relationships or work or other responsibilities in a significant way that would be maybe a good time to say, maybe this is my time for therapy. Now, of course, William, if you have the means and the desire and the interest to go to therapy, great. I recently had a session with someone that I've, I saw a while ago. I saw this person for, you know, a, a, a number of months and then they were doing pretty well and we discontinued. And then um, that quote, that time of year came up right? So sometimes people's anxiety can be kicked up through events or through times of year or through kind of anniversaries of things. And this person had an anniversary that they were coming up on. So they noticed their anxiety and they kind of went, I know what this is, but you know what, let me call Kevin. So we did one session. And a lot of what we talked about was you have the tools, you know what to do, you you managed it. And by the time that from the time they called me to the time that I could get them in, it was maybe, you know, a week or less than a week. And they said by the time that they got to the session with me, they were they were like 90% back to normal. So we didn't reschedule. We left it open. We said, call me when things get rough. This has been several months. I haven't gotten a call. And I might not. And that's okay. The goal of therapy for me is to never see people again, right? Under the best of circumstances, right? So that's the goal. So William, if you want to, if you are able to, if you have the time to, and you have a therapist that you know and trust and like, well, give them a call if you want to. And if you don't, go back and use the tools that you know that work for you. So I think that can be an idea for all of us is that, you know, what are the things that you have in your back pocket? What are the things that are in your toolkit 
that work. And I've, I've talked to other folks when their anxiety kicks up, you know, they start listening to podcasts again, right? Some people have said they go back and listen to mine. They listen to the OCD stories. They listen to they listen to Kim Quinlan's one. Uh, they, you know, there's there's a bajillion podcasts out there now. Um, they go back and do that. They go back and they read that that OCD book that kind of helped them get back on track. So we go back and we do the things that work. So William, for you, that's what I would encourage you to do, and to consider. If this is if if it's above and beyond, or if it feels like you can manage it, if it feels like you can manage it, remind yourself, I I got this. I freaking got this. It's uncomfortable and it's scary and it's bothersome and intrusive and 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 uh, just a just a pain. But it's going to pass. And can you ride through it? So that's going to be my challenge for everybody. Again, this is going to be a relatively short episode. But think about for yourself, just even in advance of, like if you're doing well and listening to this episode, think about the things that have historically worked for you in treatment. Write them down. Remind yourself when things are good. Because man, when, when things get tough, it's tough for your brain to go, all right, these things work. You just go like either one, I'm screwed and this sucks and I hate life. Or two, you go, I don't know what to do. And you start scrambling and trying to do anything. Have your go-to list, right? Your emergency toolkit, as it were. The other is to say, if you're in the middle of it, start taking stock of the tools and tricks and tips that you've heard and gathered that kind of work and do those things. Start building that list for yourself for when things, so when things get good, you don't just go, well, I'm done with it all. Instead, go back, have that list. You, you have things that work for you. Um, I told myself I wouldn't be talking about this very much, and yet here I go. Um, I've talked about like I've had back pain since the last conference. Lately, in the past maybe month, I've been feeling pretty stinking good. And I changed some exercises that I was doing, and now all of a sudden I feel much better. I, I, I'm still on the cusp of it. I feel it every day, that, that, that back pain, but I've been very cautious of it. And I also know that there's going to be a time when I'm going to screw myself over again, and my back is going to hurt, right? It's coming because I know me. I know what I'm about, and it's hurting myself, apparently. But I also know I have the experience to know that there are some things that I can do that are going to help. So I'm going to go back and do those things when it happens. William, in the meantime, you can also be intentional about revisiting your exposures, continuing to do things that put your head in that space, remind yourself of the anxiety, right, in a sense. So maybe it is going back and rereading a script, you know, a couple of times a week. It is going to that place that triggers you, watching those movies that trigger you, right? Putting up photos of those of those pictures or uh, f- photos from those movies that trigger you. Anyways, it's, or if it's that beach, I don't know. But the point is, creating an environment that remind you that OCD is, to a certain degree, can be around the corner, but also letting yourself be triggered a little bit. Be triggered and say, I can manage this. I can deal with this. And I can have the anxiety, and I know it's going to go away, and I can deal with it when it comes. And I can practice dealing with it as you live your life. So, 
Um, William, I'm going to leave it there. So everybody, if I missed something, let me know. Shoot me an email. Um, uh, leave, uh, leave that in the comments. If you want to add something to this, go for it. But thank you all so much um, uh, for, uh, for this episode. And William, thank you so much for the question. Thank you for listening to the FearCast. If you would like your question answered on a future episode, please click on the Submit a Question link at fearcastpodcast.com. If you would like your question answered sooner, please send me a recording of your question to questions at fearcastpodcast.com or by sending me an audio message through Instagram by DMing me at fearcastpodcast on Instagram. If you like the FearCast, please write a review on your podcast platform of choice. Please remember that the FearCast is not substitute for psychotherapy. If you need a little bit of help in your recovery, please go over to fearcastpodcast.com and click on the Find Help link, and there's going to be some information for you there. So until next time, take a risk, challenge yourself, and don't take your brain too seriously. Bye. Mm-hmm.